1: Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.
2: Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639.
3: It's Sean Parnell. I'm here with the Battleground Podcast, talking to Amanda Milius. She's amazing. Uh, We were talking uh, prior to going live about the weaponization of the federal government. We were talking about your journey and how you got here, and how your your father is like this famous director, producer. Only conservative in
4: California, luckily. (laughs) I
3: mean, I mean, when we talk about this, her dad directed Apocalypse Now. No, he wrote Apocalypse Now. He wrote Apocalypse Now. Directed directed Red Red Dawn. Dawn. And Conan and Wind
4: and the
3: Lion. Do you have and any idea gone. how many times I watched Conan the Barbarian I as a kid not. and how it influenced me basically during the, well, during the military? You can tell because you, you know. I managed to have a very imposing frame with actually no muscle on my body. Not bad. But, dude. but certainly well not one there. On but, but, so you've done so much. you got this amazing documentary, The Plot Against the President. You've got to see it. It's actually really well produced as Thank well. Thank you. Um, really well written. Um, but how do you go from. From being the daughter and, and I don't want to your mom right she's a shooter Like, an actress like, and
4: well yeah and a uh, sporting clays national champion, champion yeah Just, so
3: she's legit yeah she's legit so you've gone from being like having spent time out in LA trying to sell the rights to my own projects and get right. my own stuff produced you it, know
4: how miserable that
3: is it's a swamp of a whole different kind yes. right so you find yourself there growing up among that and do you think that that experience of growing up in, in the Hollywood swamp has prepped you to deal with the DC swamp. Definitely. You feel like there's a tie in there?
4: I mean, I think I didn't realize how similar they were going to be. I thought I was like running away from one, I was like, but went from the frying pan into the fire. I was like, ah, uh, this is like the most narcissistic, messed up town. It's it's LA is built on a portal to hell. I used to tell people, like, I was like, this place is dark. I mean, I grew up there. So I was like, oh, I know, I'll join the Trump campaign, which I actually loved. Like, I loved working on the yeah. campaign. And then I came out and worked in the administration, and I was like, oh my god, this town is even more like, where have I gone? This town is really messed up and so it's been my journey just trying to figure out what is the actual problem Um, it's part of why I concluded what will probably be my last sort of like big solely political issue of that fight that I tried to help with Harmeet at the RNC Mm -hmm. because I the RNC really is at the core of everything Um, and it was a really important fight yes we lost but like this is something people need to look at, because the federal government is not working for the people. No, it's the not. The agencies are corrupt. Um, one president can't fix it in one term, and I think we saw that.
3: Well, not not only one president can't fix it in one term. Like like so much of what you done, what you've done in your body of work is is talking about the administrative state, the yeah. deep state, the weaponization of the federal government against an American president. But Trump wasn't the first, right? Absolutely. And when you elect a president, it's like they're the most powerful person in the world, they're the chief executive of the country, yeah. they're the commander in chief, that's what you're told. And that is right? totally not you look true. Look at what happened with JFK, Amanda. And Nixon. And, and Nixon, CIA, and maybe involved in the JFK assassination, maybe had a role I play in, in Watergate. I think we know that we,
4: they're involved in both of those Yeah, yeah. Now. And yeah. so
3: Nixon then impeached, Trump impeached yeah, and twice. and look at
4: Watergate, and it's like absolutely nothing compared to Russiagate. Like, my whole thing is, let's go back to the beginning of this. Like, a lot of people are like, when are you going to do, fight against the president too? And you're like we're still living it yeah i want to go backwards and look at how all of this stuff happened so i i guess i realized that like that's really where i belong is taking the filmmaking skills that i learned that i you know went to the best film school grew up around film and then i thought i had abandoned all that when i went and moved to washington dc but actually like now i see how i can use that to help our country uncover what has gone wrong um i hope i mean that's that's the goal.
3: Well, do you feel like, do you feel, like, because this country's so divided, do you feel like you know, you're know you going to have people from, like, the Democrat Party yeah. or maybe the radical left watching your documentary? I do you think you're going to have buy-in there? Because
4: I'm not going to do what a lot of the conservative orgs do, which is just keep talking to ourselves, mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, okay, we made a conservative movie for conservative audiences. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. That's a good business model. That's half the country. I don't mind making a movie for yeah. half the country. But a lot of people have told me that, you know, they're like, oh, I showed my girlfriend plot against the president or I got my parents to watch plot against the president and it really opened their eyes to how fake Russiagate is and if you can just get in that one crack of being like the news is lying to you like Uh, you know if these people don't have time to like figure this stuff out on their own they just turn the TV on and they're like oh well I was told by somebody who I believe and you're like well that's a lie what else is a lie so it helps people start going down that road and that's why I mean the culture war stuff we were talking about about, that is actually the access to people. Like, you can write as many white papers as you want. Right. And like Exactly. I mean, even I, I love our news orgs and our publications but we're the ones reading them.
3: Yeah, totally. The left
4: is not reading them. We can I, get them to watch a movie, though.
3: I mean, you talked about, you know, your father or just being raised in a home where your father told you like, I don't care who you're hanging out with, where you're from, what school you went to, like, don't buy into what everybody else is thinking just because everybody else that, is thinking it. That's what and, 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 and like what's amazing about that Amanda is first of all it's great advice as, as a parent right and this is the kind of stuff that I talk to my kids about all the time think for yourself like I don't care mm-hmm. if you're if you're a liberal you're a radical Democrat like that's fine be able, to ar- for it. be able to articulate your positions and defend them if need the, if yeah. be. Yeah. Do you think that there is a, a lack of critical thinking in this country that's leading to some of the problems that, that we we're in.
4: Yeah. And that's parenting. I mean, that's the thing is my dad said that to me, not to make me feel better. I wasn't happy when I went to him and I was like, I hate the school I'm going to. I don't want to go here anymore. I, you don't like these people's parents. I don't like them. I want to get out of here. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? If you can learn to be the most hated person in the room and not just endure it, but enjoy it yeah. and start to thrive in it. <laughs> and I was like, what is wrong with you? What are you talking about? I was like 13 years old. I'm like, I just don't like the kids in high school, like, he was just telling me real advice. The problem is, are other, are parents even intellectual enough to tell their kids that, to be like, no, 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 don't go along with the crowd. Yeah. Especially these days with, like, you know, I at least escaped uh, the the worst of my... behavior uh making its way onto social media um hence I was able to work in the government Um, (laughs) I I uh, have to say like I love your
3: social media it's amazing (laughs) like there's no going back now yeah (laughs) yeah, there's no going back now um but like I found myself laughing out loud at a lot of things that you said (laughs) but I mean the reality is I think it's it's some of your some of the things that you said on social media are emblematic of the times that we live in and I, I again like I think that there are so many members of, like, the legacy media, the corporate media, liberal media, whatever you want to call them, yeah. that they're not used to people of conservatives that think for themselves and yeah. fight back. Right. And, and, and like, it's so I think really when you fun. say some of that stuff, I think it takes them off. Yeah, they, they can't process it. No, it's it. like,
4: because that, that's the answer. Who was it that said, the answer? somebody tweeted the other day, the answer when they call you a Nazi, or they call you a racist, or they call you something that you're not. Right? They just call you something to make you sh- Shut up, because that's yeah. what they want. The answer isn't no. I'm not like Andrew Breitbart taught us that. Don't don't argue with them on their plane. The answer is I don't care. I I just okay, fine, sure, I am. Uh huh. I'm a Jewish Nazi. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. uh -huh. I don't care. (laughs) Like the point is to just make fun of their dumb attacks because at the end of the day they're just to make you be
3: quiet. You're talking about something that's near and dear to my heart here because like we we are conservatives, right? I mean, I I am. Sure. Yeah. Um, But to be a conservative, one must conserve something, something. and it seems like the establishment, uh, certainly the establishment wing of the Republican Party, um, all. All they do is capitulate and they lay down. They yeah. don't fight back. And what I learned on the campaign trail, running two back-to-back campaigns That's in in right. Pennsylvania, is people are tired of Republicans and conservatives getting run over and not fighting 100%. back for whatever reason they want to ingratiate themselves to the media or to Hollywood. And I think, like, if you're gonna make a commitment to jump in the arena as a conservative, you just have to say Write it off. they hate you. Yeah. They will always hate, yeah, you. They hate you, even they if want you're yeah, it's even done. even if you're their Doesn't. useful idiot in the moment. Yeah. Like, like, they hate like, you. what are
4: they waiting for? It's like, even, um, you know, they get these, like, the dumbest of all conservatives. Usually it's, like, be on, like, Bill Maher's show or something. Or, like, something where, like, they can't defend their positions.
3: And, and Bill um, Maher just, like, talks shit on them the whole time. Yeah, and they are yeah. just like,
4: yeah, like, being a Republican <laughs> is stupid. And you're like, how is this, like, good TV? I mean, I was in a position, they were going to have me on about the movie at one point. But I wouldn't, they had, Bill, to be fair, I think Bill is smarter than HBO. He is. Obviously. I, he is. When he gets on he his is. own, he's actually... Pretty pretty awesome. And he seems like he's waking he, he, up a little bit is, now. He is, he um, is. I was going to do his show at one point and then like HBO, their like filter people called yeah. me. And they were like, well, what do you think about January 6th? Like, don't you think it was like the worst attack on America? And I was like, I actually just don't think about it at all. So yeah. I wasn't there. So like, I, I don't think about it. I, I have like my day to do. Like, I think about like, <laughs> feeding my cat, like, you know, uh, what I'm going to do. I don't think about it. I'm not sitting here thinking about January 6th and they Gosh. were like, like nope, she's not. Well, off. you know, what's so
3: funny about that is that the media and inside the beltway types, that's all they talk about. Like, you know, yeah, I was they
4: created it for that reason. Yeah. And, and
3: I mean, certainly like having fought in wars for like the better part of 20 years, like watching that unfold, like now when I get asked about it on the campaign trail, cause that's all they ever wanted to talk about. I'm yeah. like, look, I was eating leftover Christmas cookies on my couch, like probably yeah. crying in my beard because the 2020 election didn't go my right, way. We were all... I wasn't there. I don't think about it every day. Like, I have kids that are late for school that, yes. like, are struggling in history class or they have soccer or hockey. Like, I have a life. The vast majority of the American people, Democrats and Republicans, feel that way. Yeah. But the media creates these these fake narratives yeah. and they, they gin up all of this, like, hostility around them. And January 6th, if you talk to people who were there, um, not that I want to go down that rabbit hole, but right, if you talk right. to people who were there, like... There are people back in their hotel rooms that had no idea a riot had even happened.
4: That is the most common version of the story that I hear. I yeah, mean, I was in a meeting for uh, seven hours and I came out and had no idea what was going on. Like, thank God. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was really, really wild. I mean, I think that's what they did. That's why it's not the only reason. Obviously, I, I want people to watch Plot Against the President. I'm going to say it is evergreen. You might think you understand Russiagate, but you need to Check this out. Like, it's also because it is the blueprint for how they do a media driven coup. Absolutely. So it applies right. to Ukraine Gate, it applies to COVID Gate, it applies oh to everything. everything. And if you watch that, you can start to break it down yourself. Like, I don't have to make a movie about every single one of those. Like, apply what they did there because they didn't get caught, they didn't get any ramifications. So they just did it again. They just you, keep doing
3: it. You are 100% right. And you talk about, well, I, Look who who we have, everybody. Hi. Zoom out the camera. We've got Carrie
4: Lake here, everybody. Can we give a round of applause
0: for Carrie Lake?
4: Yeah. It's a pleasure to be sharing a table with you, and please keep fighting. I will.
3: So before you got here, we were talking about the weaponization of the federal government, the FBI, the CIA, how they've sort of turned these external mechanisms meant to protect Americans, face them inwards against the American citizens on a litany of different things, and what Amanda and we're talking about like if if the FBI were going to employ people with Twitter to censor Americans or Russia Gate happens just to frame an American president while he's sitting in office, mm-hmm. like what makes you think that these intelligence apparatuses or some of the strongest arms of the federal government wouldn't? do it to our elections as well. Wow. When everything, the soul of this country is on the line. All this power is on the line. Millions of dollars is on the line. Like, doesn't it behoove them? If you're an intelligence apparatus and an intelligence agency? Yeah. doesn't it behoove
5: them to get involved in our elections yeah. to maybe sway things one way or the other? Well, it, it, In order to keep their whole system going, they have to. Exactly. Because I'll tell you what, if we have fair elections, no one's voting for that. And they've gotten to the point where they have to steal elections to keep the, the, the gig going. And the People are so tired of it and they know. You know, thank goodness we had President Trump because he has a movement that's so massive that it became very obvious. I think they've been rigging elections for a long time. I think so, the too. scale, putting their thumb on the scale. And they didn't Trump have time around for with This massive movement. Yep, They throw COVID at us. We can't talk about that. We can't talk about where it originated from. Anything they don't want us talking about, we need to talk about. I agree. And
3: they're most likely behind. And as you said, Carrie, it makes me wonder how long this has been going on. And I'm ashamed to say, because I'm not a political type president. Trump dragged me into all this. Like I was at a charity event for a service, like a service dog down in South Carolina. And all of a sudden, like I come off the stage and I've got like 50 missed calls. I'm like, what the hell's Uh, going on? What did I say on Twitter or something? And all these consultants (laughs) calling me. Well, come to find out President Trump called me out to run for Congress I never met him, never talked to him in my life. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Well, I guess I better get in the fight, respect the office of the president. ashamed to say that I didn't realize how bad and corrupt it was. Politics, by the way, on oh. both sides of the aisle. Yep. I've never seen anything like it in my life. And I, and I I run for Congress and run for the Senate and boy, was it manifestly
5: apparent. And what They're afraid of America First candidates. That's and exactly what it is. Them. It's a uniparty. I mean, I'm sure your yes. listeners know this. This is just a big uniparty. The Republicans yep. are playing the game and so are the Democrats. And when they see someone like a Trump, someone like Sean, someone like me step in, they go, uh-oh, Uh, We don't control that. We can't have them. They only are allowing Americans to vote in people who um, have been kind of pre-approved by them. You see, you see, you see
3: like Mitch McConnell. And by the way, I have a great relationship with Mitch McConnell. I don't. Well, (laughs) well, all I'm saying is the guy, he's out there, he's talking to the American people saying that Ukraine is the most important priority for the American people right now. And I see that and I just feel like there is a massive disconnect from Democrats and Republicans in Washington and what the American people actually want. And, And that was never more apparent for me than, than the disaster in East Palestine, Ohio, which is a stone's throw from where I live in oh Beaver County, gosh. Western Pennsylvania. So. so you see the images of President Trump there with yeah. the people of East Palestine. And if you actually listen to those videos with volume and, and, and you I'm sure you felt this on the campaign trail with the people of Arizona when you're talking to them. They feel like they're forgotten. Yeah. And they're yeah. so grateful and thankful that President Trump and Don Jr. and his entire staff was there to help yep. them in that time of need. While Joe Biden. Biden, <laughs> is marching around in Ukraine, shuffling around really to the sound of fake air raid sirens yeah. in, in, in a war
5: that no one really knows what the hell the mission is. Yeah. The mission is for I right the know, you know, I, I was on the campaign yeah. trail for 525 days all over Arizona. Not one person came up to me and said, we need to put more money in Ukraine. We need to oh, yeah. uh, jump into this war and we need to get involved. Not one person. Conversely, I had tens of thousands of people say, we've got to put boots on the ground and protect our own border. We need to build the wall. We need to stop the cartels. We need to stop the fentanyl. We need to make our streets safe. And so when Joe Biden disrespected the American people that way, we have a tragedy in Ohio. And I I saw some footage that came out that as a mother broke my heart. It It was a mother working class family. She said, I keep hearing people telling, saying that we should just leave. She goes, we don't have the money to leave. We're stuck here with this toxic spill, and we're really worried about our health. We've got my. She talked about her skin. Kids having skin rashes. Worried about the water. And here we have our bumbling president, Joe Biden, uh, half a world away, rubbing elbows with people that we shouldn't be rubbing elbows with. Honest, honestly, there's so much destabilization in Ukraine that we can look back at uh, as some Americans who were part of that.
4: It's a money laundering pit of corruption. That that's why our deep state loves it, and these yeah. are the kinds of reasons why, when we have America First candidates like yourself, like Joe Kent, and I love uh, Joe like Blake Masters, and a lot of the people that we were hoping were going to come in, right. um, I was personally working along for Nevada as my second political home. So I was pulling for Adam Laxalt. Like we were trying to do that because that's a strong Congress is the only thing, and a strong Senate is the only thing that's going to push back against yeah. this. And that's why they're stopping because their money. It is going to go away. I mean, it's really painful to watch. We all know what's going on. Well, speaking,
3: right. speaking of a strong Congress, what
4: is next for you?
3: Because yeah. I, have said this multiple times. Like Joe Kent was is one of these people, Senate. but you were my, you were my. I just thought you were such a gifted candidate. And so much of what conservatives don't understand is it's it's like less about having the right establishment Republican positions and more about telling a story and building a movement. And you did that in Arizona. And, and not only that, it was reflected empirically in the polling as well. Like even yep. some of the most liberal polls had you up 10 um, going into Election Day. And even, I think even on Election
5: Day. So
3: what what is, I mean, clearly you're not, Our not stopping. Our interim polling like, show, sure we were
5: up by even more than that. But yeah. I, think, I think a lot of the pollsters were afraid to put it out because they know how corrupt the system is. Yeah, for
3: sure. But you're not stopping. Clearly I'm not, not stopping. stopping. I mean, you're relentless. We watch you walk around here. And we can She's tell where you're going. the
4: star at yeah. CPAC. Oh the last time there was the biggest
5: at CPAC, it was Trump.
3: Yeah, it's true. Well, so, he's
5: coming tomorrow. So yeah, so looking forward to that. It's, uh, um, So are you going to run for Senate? Yeah. You know what? I, I will say this. My goal, my number one focus is our court case. We have to fight this. We can't just uh, let, let, this, let this go. We've been doing that and we keep getting stolen elections. So I am, I'm poking a stick in their eye and saying we're going to deal with this and you're not going to... You mess with the wrong woman. So, you know, I hope that the Supreme Court in Arizona does the right thing if they don't, they will be putting their stamp of approval on the most corrupt election we've ever seen. I will tell you this. If they are so willing to steal an election right in front of us from the good people of Arizona in broad daylight because they want me and we, the people of Arizona, to go away, we're not going away. So I don't know what my future plans are. I just know that if they want me out of politics because I'm that dangerous to their system, their corrupt system, then i got to stay in. So I'll just kind of leave it at that. Yeah, I've I been so. encouraged to run for Senate um, by a lot of people. Thousands of people have reached out, whether messaging me or some some pretty big people have reached out and encouraged That's me awesome. to run. But I really have to see my case through. I agree. And I hope to be in the governor's office, to be quite honest. Yes. I love nothing more than to take that squatter, Katie Hobbs, out of the governor's office <laughs> and get in there and start doing the business of the people.
3: Can we just also say, like, she's, like, literally the worst candidate ever.
5: Like, I don't know. I've never
4: talked no, to her. No, Chris,
3: No charisma, doesn't understand the policy. Like, has no policy. She had no policy. Absolutely mystifying to me how she could come. I mean, I'm just saying, like, it. She clearly didn't win. She clearly—I don't
4: it's care. The same like as she the clearly, Joe clearly Biden didn't win. Trump see, I just don't
5: buy it. They it's, don't care no. about candidate quality. They don't. When you're stealing elections, you don't need to have good candidates. Right. They don't even you care can, if it's believable.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's look not, how John even, Fetterman won in Pennsylvania. It. He could barely, right. he could barely Joe
5: Biden. Is sitting in the White House. Yes. And they want us to believe he earned eighty-one million votes. More than yeah. More than Obama. Insult our intelligence, okay? And if you talk
3: to Team Trump, you talk to Team Trump prior to like twenty to 2020, he got 10 million more votes than he got in 2016. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you talk to any political analyst, they would say, well, there's no way now President Trump is losing. It. If he gets 10 million more it's votes... votes, well, yeah. That's
5: you know? that's historic. That's so historic. they had to pour in that many more bogus ballots. And with me, they had to pour in 300,000 bogus ballots with no chain of custody before the election. Yes. They, that wasn't enough. They couldn't steal it the usual way. They, there weren't enough ballots to pour in that they had to sabotage election day by intentionally printing the wrong image on the huh? ballot to jam yeah. the machines because they couldn't we got so many votes they couldn't manufacture that many votes it's
4: and they still can't explain to us why why we spent hundreds of years perfectly happy as a country with paper ballots that you filled out and then were counted I and totally we knew who was the result, what the result was by the end of yeah. the day no one can explain to me why with this much disturbance like if you're the other side and you want believability and your election, why don't you want just paper ballots right. So all of
5: this hubbub stops about the
4: machines, about the totally signatures,
5: agree. about everything. Polling. 70% like- of Arizonans believe that we need to really concentrate on making sure our elections are honest. It's not just a Republican thing. They saw what happened. Arizona has seen it now twice. In broad daylight, yes. President Trump and now us. And they're fit to be tied. And they want me to continue fighting everywhere I go. I, I am met at airports with people saying, keep fighting thank you for fighting for election integrity yeah, don't because stop. Americans know what's going on we just need someone to stay in that fight yeah, and yeah don't. you know Carrie
3: like we know that you will stay in the fight like I see your heart I see your heart for the fight I mean it's authentic people see that it's authentic that's why you've been able to build a movement around you so don't stop who cares what the media thinks who cares what you know these consultants think or what the establishment Republicans think it doesn't matter what matters is the American people that's, that's why right. you got into it in the first place that's and right. you know you got lots of things things to do and I know we're like you're on to the next interview but, but thank you Like I, I, I speak I'm so I am so to glad like, yeah.
5: that you guys are spreading the truth out there I mean we need we need the honest media to take over where the fake news has, has let us down and that is the, the most dangerous institution right now because we know what's happening our government has been turning on us and they've been acting in, in a manner that hurts the American people and, and we, the fake news isn't Reporting it, so we need more people not. like you to get out there and, and get the truth out. And I think it's great. I love that the fake news is their ratings are collapsing. They are. Yeah, yeah they're, it's terrible. It's it's they're terrible. Like such a
3: joke. They're like such a joke. But yeah, like, we're grateful so for you. you. Stay in the fight. I we will. love you. I know the people out there love you too. People asking you so to sign their hats really? and stuff. Like very cool, Carrie. Thank God bless you. Okay, okay, enjoy thank being you guys. the star for
5: the rest of today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm doing my big speech tonight. Oh, awesome. You are very Okay, cool. I'm a little bit nervous. Okay. Okay. I'm don't just put be that nervous. Out there. It'll be, you be great. Can, you be can speak great. to anybody. It's going nice to be so great. Thank you guys. Yeah. Nice great so to much. You. God
3: bless you. God Thank bless you. you. Well, she's amazing. She right? sure is. I meant it when I say like people have to fight, and that's sort of what you do, uh, Amanda. People are watching. It's it's a powerful documentary, and I just don't know that enough. Of her. I mean, it worries me that America still doesn't fully understand what happened with no, Russiagate. Still,
4: I still get shocked when I'm on Twitter and there'll be somebody who will actually say that Trump is a Russian agent. Still, or that, like, like a po- puppet
3: of Vladimir of, Putin.
4: And you're like, oh my God, you still exist? And I'm like, <laughs> I actually, am, it's, I'm not pleased to see it, but I'm like tickled sometimes to be like, oh, there's still one of those. Wow, <laughs> yeah. that's wild. I mean,
3: it really is, and like, it's like with the Democrats and the left and the meat. oh what we were talking about as well like you're talking about like it went really good yeah, yeah it, was awesome. it was awesome it was awesome it's okay this is a live production ladies and gentlemen we can we, can, we got this we're um, here at CPAC
4: doing it um, live yeah it's fine we'll, we'll do it live we're doing it we'll live we'll do it live
3: um, the uh, you know
4: Wrote that when well, I went I tried to buy one of his books one time because no I way. actually love that moment. I think it's Me funny. too. He's so I wrote you can do requests like what you want written on the inside of the book and it was rejected because they what? thought I was like making fun of him and I'm like no that's amazing. I think that's hilarious. I I was a
3: huge like I got out of the out of the military, came back. I was a huge Bill O'Reilly fan back in the day. I, I it it was, was
4: Fox, it was before like, I mean I was a big red eye red eye fan when red eye was on at like four in the morning. Yeah. And then like, Gavin McGinnis was on. I mean, I'm still, like, Red Eye's great. Um, Greg's show is great. I've done Greg's show a bunch of times. Um, and it's the most fun show. I love doing it. Tucker's amazing. But, like, um, do you remember back when they had, like, Red course, Eye and it was, yes. like, really wild?
3: It was crazy. Yes. Like,
4: that was what I was waiting for. But, like, yeah, <laughs> that was really fun. Um, but that vibe. Okay, culture war. Yes. That brings in the young people. That vibe brings in the young people. Because I was actually young when that was Happening, and that Mm -hmm. was like I was like, wait a second. The coolest show that I wait up for every night is on Fox. What? Like that doesn't make any sense. And then they like got rid of it. You're like, wait, no, you were going in the right direction. Like, why? What they thought they could
3: Fox could replace that with Gutfeld like at night competing against late night hosts. But
4: and they have done that a really good job. But what we need is. This is why I'm kind of like anti the whole. um I'm not anti it. I'm pro every conservative culture company making a success out of themselves because we need an industry which is more than one company but the thing that I'm into doing is like bridging the gap between edgy dissident, cool if you can possibly say so. Um, just not lame and conservative, <laughs> right? Yes. And like just being like, because that's what we actually are.' I mean, at this point, it's like yes. you know. Well, we can talk about
3: a thousand other excerpts, things, Amanda. Like, we, like liberals, they look at their politics like it's like it's a, a religion. Um, it's, it's, it's good. You're good. You're, we can it's okay. Pause. We're it's, good. okay. Um, um, it's okay. They, liberals look at their at their politics like it's like it's a religion yeah they they can't talk about anything else like
4: well and they're so uptight that's the thing is anything where there's that many rules you can make fun of Mm -hmm. because anyone who takes themselves that seriously and nobody takes themselves more seriously than a truly uh, a leftist with true conviction when like you can get upset at like uh, calling a man a man and a woman a woman and like Things like that. Like, there's just an endless amount of humor there, mm-hmm. and I think that's where a lot of this is going to get broken down. Well, what
3: do you, th- I mean, I, I totally agree. I, I feel like, you know, Growing up, like, fans of punk rock bands right. and even Rage Against the Machine, you, you see them today, they're the raging for the machine, yeah. like, how is it that we've come, we've fallen so far from where we
4: were? You know what? Okay, this is going to sound a little nuts, but here we are. Um, I, I actually think that there's this um, cultural washing of music that's happened that has made the independent spirit of young Americans just... Kind of gone. So, as you watch the history of, like, you know, rock and roll into, like, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, like, grunge even, had a little bit of this, started to get into this, like, ennui of, like, oh, we're the generation with no problems, so we'll just yeah. do a bunch of heroin and shoot ourselves <laughs> yeah. or whatever, but, like, then you get into this, like, vacation rap, where it's, like, there's no, I want to smash something to it, like, at least with gangster rap, Like, and they're, like, waving the guns around sideways that no one could shoot that way. That was always the thing my brother would be like. They could never hit anything. (laughs) Why are they doing this? Um, But, like, at least with, like, there was this spirit of, like, fight in young Americans in the music that they listen to. Then you get, like, in this, like, Beyonce and, like, vacation rap stuff. Or, like, this, like, vacation hip-hop, like, or, or just, like... It's just, it's not, it, there's no like, like violence. This is to true. It. And I mean, so you're like, you've quelled the youth. Like, well, what are they? You what are know
3: what else? Like, okay, so like, let's do movies. If you go, say, like, talk about Disney movies, like, when you're a kid, I could ask you about famous Disney movies when you were a kid, like, at The Lion King. Who's the bad guy in The Lion King? Well, it's Scar. Who's the bad guy in Little Mermaid? Well, it's Ursula. Who's the bad guy in Finding Nemo?
4: Yeah, right. It's like, like it's a the journey. No, there's no, It's like there's his journey. No evil in the world. There's, yeah. So because like because everything's relative. Oh my god. Exactly right. Go off on this river, That's
3: exactly right. right. That's how they've established the, this moral relativism amongst yeah. our kids. And like you, know, you even you watch stupid cartoons like Darkwing Duck. There was good. There was evil. Yeah. None of that is no, in any of our pop culture for our kids. In everything. Kids in everything. And not that Finding Nemo is not a bad movie. It's a great movie. It, the theme yeah, is just different.
4: Perfectly happy. Nothing it, goes wrong. Not, really. Yeah
3: the journey or who's the bad guy in Toy Story?
4: I mean, I, I don't it's have funny. kids, so I haven't. I know, I so, haven't, um, I know. this, this is my world. So this this is, is my world. This is where we. Are. But,
3: <laughs> well,
4: but yes. uh, I, I do, I do agree. And then, and then you get ones like uh, movies for adults, where it's like everyone's equally the bad guy vibe, mm-hmm. where it's like the complexity of the villain and da da da. I mean, I like a lot of that because I like a lot of film noir and whatnot. But um, the there's a difference to it. Like I said, like we've kind of said the moral relativism is is very different than how movies were presented in the past. And I've Absolutely. talked about this a lot at conferences of, uh, especially when they present the United States. There's this very like globalist law to current movies. Like especially like the new James Bond and things like that totally where he's agreed. like a total simp and he sucks. And like <laughs> there's no real like concept of like countries. I mean there is. Like yes, he's British. Okay. But like there's this yeah there it's 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 very um Tiresomely globalist.
3: It is. It absolutely is. I mean, and and what's what's sad about that is that the movies that even have a hint of pro-America or Americana in them at all right. do insanely well because but they I think don't there's, care about that. They don't That's care why. About that. So many people have told me they're like, oh, all
4: Hollywood cares about is money, and I'm like, really? Then why did my dad get canceled totally. after he made his most successful movie, totally. right Dawn, <laughs> um, at the height of the Cold War? Why did he never get to? I mean, I mean there's some reasons that have to do with his personality that we won't get into but (laughs) but but what director at that point is not a little bit difficult i mean my dad just liked to have it would be like it would be like canceling steven spielberg after
3: et or something yes
4: right like Like, just it wouldn't happen
3: he could be a huge asshole but it's just you're not canceling steven spielberg because
4: they're making too much money but they did it to your father a lot of money and to
3: your dad because he didn't think the right way right
4: and that was that was the key and um i think that that's that, and then when you see something like, um, remember uh, American Sniper? After oh American yeah, I was just Sniper, gonna bring it up. Yeah, everybody was like, oh they're gonna make all these like great Pro-America military movies, movies nope. and like, oh, da, da. no they're not because they don't want that. Oh my God! So I was out in
3: LA like in the After American Sniper trying to. My first book is Outlaw Platoon. It's a nonfiction book about my time in Afghanistan.
4: How and would that not
3: be? It's in ten different. It's in ten different countries. Like, it, yeah. So like, it was with Sony for a little bit, and then it was with Mark Canton, and we added its stars for now a I while. Can send it to me. So, well, that's actually why I asked you here. So I have five books out, and will you buy the rights I will to them, take the all,
4: them, yes. and make
3: them movies? Yes. Um, yeah. We'll do so. The deal right here. Um, so, yeah, I, I saw it. Like people weren't interested in it. If they yeah. say, "Oh, like these these types of mil- this is what Hollywood does. These types of military movies are just not selling right now." I'm like, "What are you What doing?
4: are you They're not selling this? right now? Like, no, look at an American Sniper. You've got, um, you know, as probably I had some issues with it, but then you get um, uh, Top Gun." But the one that just Top came Gun out.
3: Top Gun Maverick, yes. And, I like, like that everyone movie.
4: everyone went to it. The plot didn't make any sense. That's okay. It's <laughs> Top Gun, and they had Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how would they make, like, Mad Max without Mel Gibson? Like, it was ridiculous. But, anyway, Top Gun, huge hit, right? Amazing, Are yes. they going to do anything else like that about, like, cool, like, just, like, Americana movies that, like, the whole country can go see? No. They're not, like, I don't think they're going to be making a ton more of those. Like,
3: I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. And so, yes, it's a tragedy. Um, But hopefully, you know, that's where you come in. And, yeah,
4: that's where I want to come in. I mean, my company, like I said, like, we stay cinematic. We don't do short form. We're just full-on movies and... we're all about working with the right people and our friends and like I said I want all of these companies to succeed even if my style is a little bit different than theirs course, like yeah. I want to be I don't want to be the daytime television of the right I want to be good movies
3: I t- that's that's that's, that's my that's my dream too that's why I wrote fiction that's why I made the jump from non-fiction to fiction like I love that it's you know world creating storytelling has power that's how you sway people's you know their perspectives is through storytelling and so So i'm glad that you're doing it amanda and i'm I'm grateful thank you for coming on battleground we've been talking for a long time thank you for giving me all this time thank um, you for
4: having me but
3: keep kicking ass and taking names don't back down from the fight never surrender and we got
4: to hang out with kerry lake yes we got to hang out
3: with kerry lake yes yes thank you
1: or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.
2: Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.